You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Everything you hear in this episode is fair use, Creative Commons license. This is episode 163, and I'm your host, Miguel. This episode is going to be a deep, deep dive, looking into perceiving the layers of reality we live in and discovering our true path to immortality. This is something that you can't order on Amazon or learn on one of your iPhone apps. This is something you must strive to understand, face and overcome resistance, and commit to unlearning everything that you have ever learned in your life. Now before I start, I don't want to get all woo-woo because a lot of people get into this, um, you know, life is a bowl of fluffy peanut butter sandwiches and, and bliss and sunshine, but you know, it's easy to say that, but to, to put it into practice and actually live in accordance with the way we were intended to live is not an easy thing because you have to shed all of the pre predestined thinking, mind control, and just negativity that's been imposed upon us since the day we were born, this illusion that's been put upon us. So I don't, I don't want to sound like, you know, very woo-woo and, you know, you just have to reflect on your navel. No, no, I understand that we have to work. We have to pay bills and we, you know, it's really not easy, but we can actually attain our path to immortality if we make a commitment to it. You don't have to forfeit living your self-realized life in exchange for a paycheck. We can work and live in this illusionary world and still reach our true purpose of self-realization. Now, I just want to talk about perception for a minute here because it's, a very underrated word and it's a word that's I would say the word perception is right up there with the word choice for those of you who are you know see things in a conscious way do you, you you know the depth and how heavy that word choice is because basically life is all about choice but I would say right right next to that is the word perception and how we perceive our world okay because this is the trick that's being played upon us the trick being played upon us is they're imposing the their perceptions or how we should be perceiving our world. They're imposing that on us, okay? And you need to know that our perception is our doorway to our true reality, okay? We can live life as God intended us to live in a state of supreme consciousness and infinite gratitude if we have the right and correct perception on how to perceive life. Your perception is actually the way you interpret everything in front of you, everything that's being run through your neurosystems, through your neurology, through your brain, through your synapses of your nerves. I mean, your perception is really your lens on the world and your lens on reality. And they're imposing this fake perception on us where we need to live materialistic lives, wanting, you know, the latest iPhone and the shiniest car like our neighbor across the street. And this is not really the uh, perception that we were intended to have or intended to live by. That's why you have to kind of read books and do research and dive deep into what it is and what what the self actually is. Really what's being imposed upon us right now is illusionary. And that's a Sanskrit word, which is maya, which is illusion. So we are trained to accept this illusionary perception that they put in front of us. And this illusionary perception put in front of us has us barking like trained seals for a piece of fish or a new phone or a new car or acceptance likes on Instagram 
and you know positive feedback uh, that positive feedback dopamine you know loop that you know everybody talks about from social media and and you know that's not really that not even really that's not the way to live i mean you have to have an understanding of what's transpiring because you're basically being put in like a computer program in the loop 20 go to 10 for those of you who know basic 20 go to 10 and just keep going back for that dopamine drop and that like on instagram and facebook and acceptance from other people where they accept you because you're matching your sneakers to your to your shirt or whatever it is man and it's 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 not definitely not the pathway to immortality but it's the pathway to death and destruction as as we see wars taking place right now they just want to generate more war more death and more destruction that's that's the paradigm in the loop that we're in right now 20 go to 10 war destruction death drug addiction and that's another big one is that drug addiction the music and I don't want to sound like a boomer talking about all the music these days but just listen to the content and the direction that music is going in right now it's all been filtered down to one genre which is either trap or drill music which I'll be honest with you, I do listen to some of it because it's catchy as hell. Um, I, I'm just not into the impact that it has on people where they feel like in the west side of Chicago right now, in Philly, even in Brooklyn, man, you have this whole thing with the woos versus the chews and Pop Smoke getting smoked out in L.A. And, it's all, and this is really happening, man. People are listening to this music and it's this Maya, this perception that they have, they're perceiving the world that they need to kill. You know, they're brothers, man, literally they're brothers just for the sake of getting rep and, you know, posting it on social media. It's it's ridiculous, man. Just imagine, imagine the, the truth and the fulfillment and the love we would have if people banded together and loved one another and helped one another and, and, and live in accordance with the way we were supposed to live, you know. Think about that. They give us this illusionary perception, this Maya. They train us to desire and go after this this illusion and ultimately what happens is we are actually trained to attach and that's another key word is attachment so you have choice you have perception and you have attachment they train us to attach to this illusion and there's nothing good that comes from that because you're attaching to a lie you're attaching to death and destruction as opposed to life self-realization and the path to immortality Realize the self, slaughter the dragon, is the path to immortality. The dragon here is the dragon that's represented in Frederick Nietzsche's book, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, where he speaks about the three metamorphoses of man. Okay, I uploaded actually a 15-minute IGTV video on my Instagram, which is Alpha Male Buddhist. It's a 15-minute video that covers this three metamorphosis that Frederick Nietzsche wrote about. It, it deals with the Ubermensch, the Uberman, the Overman. So, and I kind of synthesize a lot of different thinking. Yes, I'm uh, my uh, savior and my anchor is Jesus, but I read Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, Carl Jung. I mean, I do a lot of different readings. Carlos Castaneda. I integrate all of these different things because truth is like water. It comes in many different forms, but it's all truth, ultimately. So back to uh, the three metamorphoses of man and, and the dragon. In the three metamorphoses of man, Nietzsche, Nietzsche gets into the three metamorphoses as being man starts out as a sheep where he just blends in with everybody into the background and he's not idealized, he's not realized, he's just a drone, and he just follows the cookie-cutter pattern put in front of him. 
the next metamorphosis of man, and this is the pathway to being a self-realized, you know, ubermensch, uberman. So the first one is the lamb, which is a drone that just follows instruction. The second metamorphosis is the camel. What the camel does is he's able to go out into the desert and, and meet resistance, suffering. There's no water. There's hot beaming sun on him. And he has to literally just work hard and persevere and learn and build with no gratification, with no reward, with nothing, just struggling and dealing with resistance, going out there like a camel, which is a metamorphosis or an allegory for man on his pathway to immortality, to self-realization, to self-actualization. So it's the hard work that you have to put in. doesn't come easy. So that's the camel. Ultimately, the camel comes to the point where he faces the dragon. What the dragon is, is life imposing itself on you, with the, literally with the word no. No, you can't have this. No, you cannot think that way. No, you cannot smoke this herb. No, you cannot, you know, all of these different no's, okay, being imposed upon you. No, you can't be a free-thinking person. You can never be a musician. You can never be a writer. You can never be happy or fulfilled. That's the dragon saying no, 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 okay? And, and the dragon, again, is a metaphor for life. Whether it's your parents, your school teachers, the whole system really putting you down, right? And repressing you in a reductionist way where you just feel that you're a drone. And it's telling you to go back to your beehive and be a drone and collect pollen. That's that's the dragon. So ultimately, what happens is this, this camel... Oh, I skipped a step. This camel transitions into the lion, okay? Because after he's done all the hard work, now he's the lion, and he is ready to confront that dragon, the dragon that says no. So Nietzsche's a genius, man. So this this lion, which came from the camel, he, he evolved from the hard work in, into becoming, is transformed into a lion. He now faces his nemesis. He faces this dragon who says no. And then the lion comes up to the dragon and says no to the dragon. And as a result of the line saying no to the dragon, he defeats the dragon, transitions, transitions into a baby. And the baby learns how to say yes, which is yes to new beginnings, yes to new thinking, yes to a new life, and yes to everything that's positive within man and within, you know, the self. So that's the three metamorphoses, and our goal is to, to, to get into the position of being a baby. So that's why you have to, that's why I said in the beginning that in order to learn how to reach this point of self-realization, you have to be ready to unlearn everything that you've learned in your life because it's some deep programming and it takes some real hard work to get to the point where you can transition into that baby who says yes. Actually to transition into the lion that says no to the dragon, defeats the dragon, vanquishes, uh, slaughters the dragon turns into a baby and says yes to a new beginning of everything, okay? New beginning of the self and the new path to immortality. I'm kind of all over the place here, but in in, in line with that, Frederick Nietzsche, um, I recommend that you go, even on YouTube, you can just listen to it or read it, but listening it to on YouTube is, is easier for me. So I, I actually did an episode, I did the readings of the uh, uh, prologues, the ten, I think I did the first five prologues, of the, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, and that first prologue is, is freaking deep. I did that in episode 129, where I read uh, some of the prologues. Again, that those prologues, and, and actually Nietzsche in general, he speaks a lot in allegory, so it takes effort to, to 
to understand it. And for those of you who don't know what allegory is, basically it's kind of like a metaphor. You know, he ran like a lion or he ran like a deer. The guy's not a deer. You know, he's a man, but he runs like a deer. So it's a metaphor. So an allegory is similar in that instead of it being a word, it's actually a story that has a concealed or revealed or hidden meaning, a very much deeper meaning to it which is what an allegory is. Kind of like the Garden of Eden is an allegory for everything stems, like everything in all existence basically stems from that whole Garden of Eden. It encapsulates everything, the good and evil, knowledge of good and evil and eternal life and duality basically. So from here I'm going to jump into a little reading from the Upanishads, a book called the Upanishads, which I also have a video on uh, my IGTV, a little 15 minute clip. You can also listen to the Upanishads on YouTube. That's spelled, uh, I believe the spelling of Upanishads is U-P-A-N-I-S-H-A-D-S. The thing with the Upanishads, when you listen to it, it's, it's revealing and has a very, very deep teaching to it. But it's almost in a simplistic way in that it's, it's, it's kind of an allegory. It's about... Uh, Yagnavakya and this whole, you know, these these people living, having this conversation, this dialogue together, where profound Vedic truths are being revealed in in the Upanishads, and it's way overlooked. I don't see people talk about it. I don't see much commentary on the Upanishads. I put it up there pretty much with the the Tao Te Ching and and you know this Vedic teaching. The uh, the Dharma, well, not the Dharmapada, that's Buddhism, but um, the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, these Vedic teachings are, are so, so profound. The issue is a lot of the Vedic teachings are extremely complex, and, and uh, I'm not going to say hard to understand, but just you got to really wrap your head about, around it. When you listen to the Upanishads, it is dialogue that's going back and forth between a couple of people and it's easy to understand but you have to look for that deeper meaning that's contained within that dialogue so really go and check out those upanishads man they're mind-blowing so i'm gonna i'm gonna read like a little excerpt from from the upanishads here as a lump of salt tossed into the water dissolves and cannot be taken out again so then wherever we taste the water it is salty even so beloved the separate self dissolves in a sea of pure consciousness, infinite and immortal. Separateness arises from identifying the self with the body, which is made up of the elements. When this physical identification dissolves, there can be no more self. How can the knower ever be known? That shit is deep. How can the knower ever be known? Damn. Separateness arises from identifying the self with the body which is made up of the elements, meaning that the body, we are not this body. This body is just an expression of the self, of consciousness, and of our oneness with the Godhead and with everything. So the manifestation that needs to be done to express that eternity, that eternal consciousness in us, the way that's done is through this physical body, which is made up of the elements. So people feel that they are this body, okay? This body is just a meat wagon. It's a vehicle to express the eternal self in this three-dimensional world. Now, I'm going to get back to that word perception because, as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a really profound and a very, very deep world, word, rather. And like I said, our perception is our doorway to our reality. So 
It's really something that's not to be taken lightly because it could actually lead, uh, you know, it's actually life and death. It could be life and death, your perception, because, and I said this, I believe, one or two podcasts ago. Let's say you're on a rooftop and you're kind of standing near the edge of the roof for whatever reason. You know, you're up there, you're bugging out and, you know, you're standing on the edge and you're just overlooking the city, whatever, and you're up there, right? And you're in a heightened state, you're in an animated state where you're kind of either stressed out or in fear or something like that. And you're just standing there overlooking the city, right? And out of nowhere, like a piece of paper, a piece of paper that's blown by a gust of wind goes by you and it startles you and you kind of jump and either slip or trip, lose your balance and fall off that roof. In effect, what killed you was your perception, your perception of that piece of paper, which was just a piece of paper. Now I'm going to get into something like Carlos Castaneda stuff here, a separate reality book. Uh... In the moment that that piece of paper startled you, it actually was a fierce dog or a lion or a predator or something, a, a man coming after you in that very moment. Because why? Because it actually, it actually did kill you just the way a lion would have killed you. Okay. It, it, it was the cause of your death. And in that very moment, as you're falling down, you're, you're saying to yourself, you know, yeah, a piece of paper, but guess what? I, I'm dead. You know, as a res like I said, as a result So that is as a result of your perception and that's how powerful perception is. And what ends up happening is people have the wrong perception as they live their lives. They're perceiving it in the wrong way. So it doesn't matter what transpires from then. As long as your perception is wrong, you're living an illusionary uh, life of Maya, of attachment, of suffering because of the fact that you don't have the right goggles on. You don't, you're not using the right lens and you're perceiving this life wrong. You're not here to get like the latest iPhone or the shiniest car or to get likes on Instagram and anything like that. You're here to realize the self and to seek the path of immortality, which is really about. That's why a lot of these uh, Jeff Bezos types and these high level guys and Elon Musk, they are looking to develop this thing. It's called, I guess it's called the Neuralink, where you can actually download your consciousness into like an avatar or another person or live an artificial life like outside of the body, outside of this meat wagon self. And the reason they do that is subconsciously they realize what the, car the karma that they're incurring and all of the death and destruction that they're causing. So they think they're going to el elude hell or they're going to elude karma. And I'm not talking about a hell like burning hell with sticks and flames and everything like that. Although that might exist, I don't know. I haven't been there. Um, but they know deep down inside what they're doing and, 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 and the real death and destruction that they're causing. So they want to kind of sidestep that. And at the moment of death or whatever it is, they want to kind of download into another another vehicle, you know, another manifestation of this meat wagon so that they can avoid that. And it's probably subconsciously that uh, they're doing this, this Neuralink thing. And there's a lot of variations of it where, like I said, they want to download consciousness into a new body, okay? So they can just go eternally on and live forever or whatever. I'll put it like real succinctly, they're afraid of death. And they do not realize if you, and I, I keep repeating the same phrase, but it's like my, it's my new phrase from the Upanishads. And it's really supreme truth, man. They're avoiding all of this because they do not realize that there is a real true path to immortality. And that's by right thinking, right speech, right action, and taking the right steps and understanding who you actually really are.
and who you are cannot be contained in a box because who you actually are is the infinite. You know, you are, you have God within you. It says it in the Bible. It says God, you have God within you, the spark of God within you. And you need to understand this connection of, of the oneness of all things. You know, when, when you walk down the block and you see, you know, 50 people on the street, you really, in essence, if you perceive, if you're perceiving it right, all you're doing is seeing 50 manifestations of yourself. 50 uh, different manifestations and expressions of your own self. And if you look at the whole planet, basically, it's you, okay? And, and understanding that the connection that you and all of these um, other people that you're looking at are actually manifestations of the Godhead, God above all things. And then you, you are plugged into that. He is the source, and you are basically plugged into him. But there's no distinct distinction between the two in the sense of that uh, it's very, very direct connection if you're doing it right. You're you're not God, but you're the manifestation of God. And God is within you. And you are plugged into him if you're doing it in the right way. And the mainstream media does not want you to see uh, existence and perception, choices, and reality in this way. They want you, again, to attach to the material, to the illusionary, to the Maya that's out here, which is the war, death, and destruction and uh unceasing desiring you know for, for for more things because the you know there is no end to desiring there's no limit to desire it's perpetual and it just goes on forever and the problem with that um, uh desiring because people they basically live to gratify their senses they want to get high they want more food they want more sex they want more drugs they want more money more and more and more and more and there's no end to it because the minute you have more money You'll have that gratification for a few minutes and then you're going to want even more money because it's material and you're looking outside. It's, it's, it's the wrong path. That path has to lead inside of yourself, okay? And that's where you detach from living to gratify your senses and you begin living to be self-realized, self-actualized and walking that path to immortality. That's why if, if your perception is the right way, you might be dealing with a very difficult person at work, or you might be out of work and having a hard time, you've been unemployed for a year, or any number of different things can be happening to you, but what many people end up doing is they end up project, projecting that shadow. This is a Carl Jungian thing, but it's, it's, it's real stuff. You end up projecting that darkness and that shadow, which we all have within us, because for this amount of light that you have within you, you have that same amount of darkness within you, which is the yin and yang. So what people end up doing is they're not integrating that shadow aspect, that darkness that's within them. And I don't mean darkness like killing people and evil and everything like that. It's just light and darkness. It just is what it is. People are not able to integrate that shadow aspect that's within them. And they end up projecting it onto other people, which is where you go to work and you see this guy who's perpetually angry and snippy and is never happy and is full of complaints and is there's just something there's some negative energy that surrounds this guy that when you he's like an energy vampire when you're around him you just feel like your essence and your your positive energy swiped out of you because you your perception is off so the way you're perceiving this these aspects of life and these people in these situations you're perceiving it as a direct threat to you as an individual, and then it's 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 connecting. You're attaching to it. It's connecting, and the impact is hurting you, as opposed to perceiving it in the right way and understanding that that has that shadow aspect of this person and it really has nothing to do with you. Okay, it's this person, and it's it's their issue, right? 
So just having that perception and that understanding of, of what's going on, it, it, you know, it's not going to really get you upset or you might get mad for a minute or whatever, but you're going to, it's funny. I, I, I take it in two ways. You know, sometimes when I'm in an environment where this is going on, I'm in a meeting or something like that. And all of this negative energy is going back and forth. I literally sit back and look at it like I'm watching a movie and I'll just sit back and say to myself, man, this is a shitty movie or man, you know, look at this movie. This is, this is a comedy, you know, because what other choice do you have? You can't, can't really attach to that. So what you say to yourself is, look at this, this is an action adventure where these people are going after one another or, or a war movie or a comedy. And if you look at it in that light, it's profound how your perception shifts. And, you know, it's just, you know, instinctively that this is the right, you know, right way to perceive these things, you know. It's funny, but I was uh, engaged in a conversation with a very uh, close friend and this person was really upset with what's going on as far as the government right now. What they're doing is they're giving out endowments or they're giving out money to like different countries and entities and military and just all kind of stuff. And one of the things that they decided to, I don't know, they gave like $500 million or a billion dollars, I think it was, was to the arts and museums and stuff like that. When we have people right now who, who who have no food to eat, they're getting kicked out of their homes, their businesses have been shut down, but yet they decide to give like, you know, a half a billion dollars to foot massage therapy type shit. If you're not in a state of having the right perception to this, you could actually go and blow your brains out or jump off a bridge or any number of different things because it's so horrendous what's happening right now. So much suffering going on right now. And again, I don't want this to be a podcast of, of Duke of suffering and all this stuff like that, but just just exposing truth and what's really happening right now. So again, if your perception is off, then it's gonna you're gonna attach to it and it's gonna drive you insane. It's it's horrendous what's happening. But understand the source of where it's coming from. It's coming from really demonic entities, uh which goes back to the Garden of Eden, with the tree of eternal, uh, the tree of eternal life, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, like you know duality. So, I know that th this might be going over some people's heads, and they're like they're like, "What the hell is Miguel talking about?" But hang in there because it, it it's complicated and it's simple at the same time. If you have the right mechanics in your brain on how to parse this information out, and again how to perceive it, so. They're giving all of this money out. If you go online and, you, you know, I don't, because I don't even attach to it. I don't follow it in that sense. I know it's there. And I choose not to attach to it or buy into it or whatever. Because I'm I'm not thinking of just tomorrow and I, you know, I need to get a sandwich right now. I, you know, of course, to live in life, you're going to think in those ways. But my mindset is on really the eternal also. Simultaneously integrated to my thinking. Like knowing that right now this is a test for us, right? We're, we're, we're living in a test. We're living to have this experience in this existence so that we can transcend to the higher, you know, the 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 eternal like it was, the, the, the immortal, you know, immortality. And what it is is God being omnipotent and just being omnipresent in the all of, of everything, 
he gets bored. He gets bored living that existence. So what he does is he's experiencing his creation vicariously through his creation, which is us. And that's something that you have to keep in mind because people... It's funny, but there's two opposing views of it. You know, when you get into the Buddhism, they say the only moment is now and you have to live in the now, which is 100% absolutely truth. I mean, now really is the only moment because if you're in yesterday, that's past. Can't You can't relive that. And if you're in the future, we're not there yet. So that's that's not concrete. That's just a perception that you have in your own head. So the only reality that we really have is now. But if you unpack that and take a really much deeper view of it, this really is, yes, you're in the now, but this is really a test for us to move on forward because God, in his divinity and in his omnipotence and his supreme knowledge and understanding of all things, because understand one thing, the, the word Jehovah, which is God, Jehovah, when you define that word, the etymology of that word is the self-existent one. And God is the only one that can make that claim and say he's the self-existent one because nothing brought him into existence. He's the self-existent. Again, to stray off, they get into the Big Bang, how all of this creation came from a Big Bang, that all matter of life and existence was compressed down to a single point, like the size of an atom, and exploded. That is such bullshit. Because the universe is expanding, and it, it's all bullshit. Because ha, ha, that that's, just makes no sense. That's like makes as much sense as creation came from the primordial soup where one atom crashed into another atom and there was a carbon atom that got integrated and man was, you know, life was formed and we have what we have now. DNA, RNA, genes, expressions of genes and all the stuff like that, which is, which is bullshit. Again, it's the perception that they want you to attach to and it's bullshit. So... God being so omnipotent, he is vicariously experiencing his creation through us for, you know, I, I don't want to say for entertainment purposes, but he doesn't want robots to follow him and say, oh, you know, I, you know, you know, because what, 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 what good is in that? Like if, you know, you have yes men and they, because look at all of the celebrities and all of the people out there, they have yes men and they end up losing their minds because they're out of touch with reality. So what God in essence does, just like the Garden of Eden, he wants people to choose to follow him. Satan didn't create evil. Satan chose evil. Everything is created from God and come from God. God is not evil, but God created all things. Satan chose evil and he went in that way. Choice, right? And that's exactly what God wants. He wants people to make their own choice. Uh, just the way Satan created, chose evil, he wants to see the choices that we make in our lives, right? So it really is a test. Yes, we're in the moment. And that's something that we really need to focus on. But at the same time, understand that there's a lot more to it than just this one moment. Because this, we're, we're in a test right now to get closer to the supreme right closer to god through our actions our choices our you know our perceptions in this reality that we're living in right now in this life that we're living right now and reality is a very fluid word because it can mean a lot of different things to different people but i'll i'll use the word this existence that we're in right now this or, or to go a level deeper this consciousness that we're in now because it all drills down to if you take it all the way down it's consciousness right
consciousness of the self and consciousness of the Godhead and our purpose here, right? And, and our purpose is to move closer to the Godhead, which is the test of life that we have right now, right? So I don't want to get straight too much off the, off the topic and everything like that. But, you know, those of you who have ears to hear and eyes to see understand what I'm saying. You know, I have some serious, seriously good listeners and I get some really good emails that, again, that's the reason I don't put advertisements on here. I don't monetize. I don't do commercials. I had a guy reach out to me on Instagram and we were kind of communicating back and forth. Shout out to you, by the way. I forget your name, but it was a nice little dialogue. He's kind of starting out on Instagram and he has some really good, good content on his page. And any of you guys that want to reach out to me at any time, reach out. You know, I, I enjoy the dialogue and connecting with, with other humans, you know, that are at evolved state that, you know, that can that are ready to engage in good dialogue. But he reached out and he goes, you know, you have a lot of good content on your IGTV and how do you monetize that? And this is not a sling at you or a shot at you. This is just what it is. I says, I don't, I don't monetize. I don't choose to monetize. I just want to get this information out. So that I aggregate a lot of different shit, you know, a lot of different information and aggregating is just compiling and putting together stuff that integrates really good, you know, cherry picking stuff and making the right choices of content. And I put it out there and that's my purpose. I don't do it to monetize. I don't do it to make money. That's why it's fair use creative commons license. Um, and that's why I do it. So, and you know, now that I'm on that subject, I want to give a shout out to one dude that, uh, on Instagram, and that's Redman46. He's a DJ, MC, and he does a lot of different things, modern music and reggae and soul, but, and I'm going to repeat his name, the dude, the dude is the real deal, Redman46. He gets into like some old school reggae, dancehall DJing, and he has a couple of clips on his uh, IGTV. I recommend if you're into that dancehall type shit, that Yadman type shit. Go check him out. The dude, yo, the dude is legit, man. Like I, I have a couple of his reggae mixes that he does, uh, and I kind of played on the concert loop. I like, I've played it like literally like fifty times because he just takes it back like that. Like the, the boy is nice. So shout out to Redman Forty Six. One other guy I want to give and go check him out on Instagram, Redman Forty Six. Another one I want to shout out right now is Quantum of Conscience. I've shouted him out a few times. He's on YouTube. Matt. Matt is very, very interesting because he does like some profoundly deep breakdowns of, of, of existence and everything like that in the Matrix system. But he does it like through movies and just his observations. He doesn't really quote a lot of uh, literature and schools of, of, of philosophy. Although he makes allusions to them, but he does it just through his own consciousness, through his own knowledge, through his own awareness of what's going on right now. And he, he does it, and, and I enjoy it because a lot of what I do is through books and reading and philosophy and my own integration. But it's weird. He does it through movies. Like, he makes a lot of movie references, like Shawshank Redemption and shit. And it kind of blows me away the way he does it, like the complexity and the simplicity of it. So shout out to you, Matt. I have a feeling you listen to me, Matt. So it's cool if you let me know, acknowledge it, or if you don't. But he's got like, I don't know, 70,000 followers on YouTube. And he's going through some issues. I noticed that they deleted most of his shit. He has a, he has a book that he's written, which is on Amazon for sale, which is a reality if you can see. And 
it's pretty amazing, man. Like, I'm pretty selective, and I don't hand out, like, compliments or whatever or shout-outs like that very easily. But Matt, Matt's, like, really interesting, man. I, I, I really dig his work. And I could listen to this dude for, like, hours and shit. I could just put him on a loop, you know, especially if I'm in the mood to listen to Matt. I'll put him on and I'll listen to him for, like, I don't know, for four hours and shit. Five hours. Right? So he's on YouTube, and it's called Quantum of Conscience. And the book is a reality. If you can see, it's for sale on Amazon. So go give him a checkout and go give him a shout-out. Again, he had a, most of his videos removed on YouTube, which, which tells you it's good content, right? So go support him. Go check out my man, Redman46, on, on IGTV and on Instagram because he's got that old-school Gil Bailey, Earl Chin-type shit, you know, DJing. If those of you <laughs> went to that yard mine, Jamaican reggae dancehall shit, which... I'm totally into, man. I'm a Puerto Rican, but I be feeling that shit, right? So, yeah, man, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm right up to around 36 minutes, man. I really want to thank all of you listeners, man, for giving me that positive feedback. Uh, it's the reason why I do this, you know, to integrate and connect with, you know, like-minded thinkers and people out here that are seeking truth, students of knowledge, history, understanding, you know, and it's a, it's a love thing, man. You know, I, I like I said, I I put a lot of work into this. I, don't, I only put out an episode like every two weeks, but it's for a reason, you know. These are drops, you know. I don't just go out there and ramble and babble. I might be repetitive in the subject matter that I, I you know, I might get into Stoicism or the Tao Te Ching or whatever. But the reason is, is that I'm drilling down to the absolute truth of what really is out there and what we need, right? We can, we can talk about all kind of 50 different things. There's some people out there that put content out and they keep, I don't know, rambling on shit that's repetitive in the sense of, it, I get it, you know, and I'm, I don't do that. Like, I, I'm just going to do my knowledge drop, man, and just move the fuck on and I'll come back two weeks later and do another knowledge drop. That That's what I'm about. I'm not out purely for just, of course I want listens and I want to promote the show, who, who doesn't, but I'm, I don't do it for dopamine drops, I do it for integration purposes, you know, so that the knowledge is getting out there and that we do that whole hundredth monkey thing where everybody's on the same page and if you don't know hundredth monkey, go look it up. And Matt, I swear to God, I think you'd be listening to me and there's a few people out there that be listening to me, so that's all cool, well and good, man, it's all love. And yeah, man, that the, the, we're here for that reason, man, those of us who have ascended and everything like that. The word right now for 2021 is the path to immortality. I'm going to repeat that. The word for 2021 is walking the path to immortality as expressed through the Upanishads. And all intelligent writings and, 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 and uh, seekers of truth, right? So I'm going to leave you on that note. Um, like I said, I'm hitting almost 40 minutes up here. I'm going to drop a few uh, a few beats here after this after uh, this dialogue. I really want to thank you for listening. Stay strong. Make sure that your perception is is correct and that you're using the right lens, right? The purpose here is to integrate and assimilate and follow the path of immortality by a connection with the Godhead. Fuck all of the illusion and my that's being put out there for us to follow because that is the path of destruction and we're following the path to immortality. Thank you for listening and namaste.
The Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad The Path to Immortality Maitreya Yagnavalkya said to his wife one day, The time has come for me to go forth from the worldly life. Come, my dear, let me divide my property between you and Katyayani. Maitreya My lord, if I could get all the wealth in the world, would it help me to go beyond death? Yagnavalkya, not at all. You would live and die like any other rich person. No one can buy immortality with money. Maitreya, of what use then are money and material possessions to me? Please tell me, my lord, of the way that leads to immortality. Yagnavalkya, you have always been dear to me, Maitreya, and I love you even more now that you have asked me about immortality. Sit here by my side and reflect deeply on what I say. A wife loves her husband not for his own sake, dear, but because the self lives in him. A husband loves his wife not for her own sake, dear, but because the self lives in her. Children are loved not for their own sake, but because the self lives in them. Wealth is love, not for its own sake, but because the self lives in it. Brahmins are loved, not for their own sake, but because the self lives in them. Kshatriyas are loved, not for their own sake, but because the self lives in them. The universe is loved, not for its own sake, but because the self lives in it. The gods are loved, not for their own sake, but because the self lives in them. Creatures are loved, not for their own sake, but because the self lives in them. Everything is loved, not for its own sake, but because the self lives in it. This self has to be realized. Hear about this self and meditate upon him, Maitreya. When you hear about the self, meditate upon the self, and finally realize the self, you come to understand everything in life. For Brahmins confuse those who regard them as separate from the self. Kshatriyas confuse those who regard them as separate from the self. The universe confuses those who regard it as separate from the self. Gods and creatures confuse those who regard them as separate from the self. Everything confuses those who regard things as separate from the self. Brahmins, Kshatriyas, creatures, the universe, the gods, everything. These are the self. No one can understand the sounds of a drum without understanding both drum and drummer, nor the sounds of a conch without understanding both the conch and its blower, nor the sounds of a vena without understanding both vena and musician. As clouds of smoke arise from a fire laid with damp fuel, even so, from the Supreme have issued forth all the Vedas, history, arts, sciences, poetry, aphorisms, and commentaries. All these are the breath of the Supreme. As there can be no water without the sea, no touch without the skin, no smell without the nose, no taste without the tongue, no form without the eye, no sound without the ear, 
No thought without the mind, no wisdom without the heart, no work without hands, no walking without feet, no scriptures without the word, so there can be nothing without the self. As a lump of salt thrown in water dissolves and cannot be taken out again, though wherever we taste the water it is salty, even so, beloved, the separate self dissolves in the sea of pure consciousness, infinite and immortal. Separateness arises from identifying the self with the body, which is made up of the elements. When this physical identification dissolves, there can be no more separate self. This is what I want to tell you, beloved. My tray. I am bewildered, blessed one, when you say there is then no separate self. Yagnavalkya. Reflect on what I have said, beloved, and you will not be confused. As long as there is separateness, one sees another as separate from oneself, hears another as separate from oneself, smells another as separate from oneself, speaks to another as separate from oneself, thinks of another as separate from oneself, knows another as separate from oneself. But when the self is realized, as the indivisible unity of life, who can be seen by whom, who can be heard by whom, who can be smelled by whom, who can be spoken to by whom, who can be thought of by whom, who can be known by whom, my tray, my beloved, how can the knower ever be known? King Janaka of Vidya once performed a lavish sacrifice and distributed many gifts Many wise men from Kuru and Panchala attended the ceremony, and Janaka wanted to know who was the wisest among them. So he drove a thousand cows into a pen, and between the horns of each cow he fastened ten gold coins. Then he said, Venerable Brahmins, these cows are for the wisest one among you. Let him take them away. None of the other Brahmins dared to speak, but Yagnavalkya said to his pupil Samashrava, Son, you can drive these cows home. Hero of seers, his pupil exclaimed joyfully, and he drove them home. The other Brahmins were furious. How presumptuous they shouted. And Ashvala, the royal priest, asked, Yagnavalkya, do you really believe you are the wisest of those assembled here? Yagnavalkya replied, I salute the wisest, but I want those cows. Then Gargi, daughter of Vachaknu, said, Venerable Brahmins, I shall ask Yagnavalkya only two questions. If he answers them well, no one here can defeat him in a spiritual debate. Ask, Gargi, the sage replied. Yagnavalkya, as a warrior from Kashi or Videha arises with bow and arrow to fell his opponent, I rise to fell you with two questions. Ask them, Gargi. That which is above heaven and below the earth, which is also between heaven and earth, which is the same through past, present, and future, in what is that woven warp and woof? Tell me, Yagnavakya. Yagnavakya. That which is above heaven and below earth, which is also between heaven and earth, 
which is the same through the past, present, and future. That is woven, warp, and woof in space. Gargi. My first question is answered well. Now for my second question. Ask Gargi. In what is space itself woven, warp and woof? Tell me, Yagnavalkya. Yagnavalkya. The sages call it Akshara, the imperishable. It is neither big nor small, neither long nor short, neither hot nor cold, neither bright nor dark, neither air nor space. It is without attachment, without taste, smell, or touch, without eyes, ears, tongue, mouth, breath, or mind, without movement, without limitation, without inside or outside. It consumes nothing, and nothing consumes it. In perfect accord with the will of the imperishable, sun and moon make their orbits, heaven and earth remain in place, moments, hours, days, nights, fortnights, months, and seasons become years. Rivers starting from the snow-clad mountains flow east and west, north and south to the sea. Without knowing the imperishable Gargi, whoever performs rites and ceremonies and undergoes austerities, even for many years, reaps little benefit, because rites, ceremonies, and austerities are all perishable. Whosoever dies without knowing the imperishable dies in a pitiable state. But those who know the imperishable attain immortality when the body is shed at death. The imperishable is the seer, Gargi, though unseen, the hearer, though unheard, the thinker, though unthought, the knower, though unknown. Nothing other than the imperishable can see, hear, think, or know. It is in the imperishable that space is woven, warp, and woof. Gargi. Venerable Brahmins, count yourselves fortunate if you get away with merely paying this man homage. No one can defeat Yagnavalkya in debate about Brahman. With these words, Gargi ended her questions. Yagnavalkya came to Janaka, king of Videya, saying to himself, I will not talk today. But earlier, while they were discussing the fire ceremony, Yagnavalkya had promised him any boon he wanted. Now the king asked the sage permission to question him. Janaka Yagnavalkya, what is the light of man? Yagnavalkya, the sun is our light, for by that light we sit, work, go out, and come back. Janaka when the sun sets, what is the light of man? Yagnavalkya, the moon is our light, for by that light we sit, work, go out, and come back. Janaka. When the sun sets, Yagnavalkya, and the moon sets, what is the light of man? Yagnavalkya. Fire is our light, for by that we sit, work, go out, and come back. Janaka. When the sun sets, Yagnavalkya, and the moon sets, and the fire goes out, 
What is the light of man? Yagnavelkya. Then speech is our light, for by that we sit, work, go out and come back, even though we cannot see our own hand in the dark. We can hear what is said and move toward the person speaking. Janika. When the sun sets, Yagnavalkya, and the moon sets, and the fire goes out, and no one speaks, what is the light of man? Yagnavalkya. The self indeed is the light of man, your majesty, for by that we sit, work, go out, and come back. Janika. Who is that self? Yagnavalkya. The self, pure awareness, shines as the light within the heart surrounded by the senses. Only seeming to think, seeming to move, the self neither sleeps, nor wakes, nor dreams. When the self takes on a body, he seems to assume the body's frailties and limitations. But when he sheds the body at the time of death, the self leaves all these behind. The human being has two states of consciousness, one in this world, the other in the next. But there is a third state between them, not unlike the world of dreams, in which we are aware of both worlds, with their sorrows and joys. When a person dies, it is only the physical body that dies. That person lives on in a non-physical body, which carries the impressions of his past life. It is these impressions that determine his next life. In this intermediate state, he makes and dissolves impressions by the light of the self. In that third state of consciousness, there are no chariots, no horses drawing them or roads on which to travel, but he makes up his own chariots, horses, and roads. In that state, there are no joys or pleasures, but he makes up his own joys and pleasures. In that state, there are no lotus ponds, no lakes, no rivers, but he makes up his own lotus ponds, lakes, and rivers. It is he who makes up all these from the impressions of his past or waking life. It is said of these states of consciousness that in the dreaming state when one is sleeping, the shining self who never dreams, who is ever awake, watches by his own light the dreams woven out of past deeds and present desires.
the one that lasts forever. Where's it gone? Gotta get these visuals right, man. Gotta get these visuals. Grand Rising Nini. Easy Mario, see ya. So Sunday vibes, you know how we do reggae and soul. For anyone that's grown up in a Jamaican household, you already know that's how we get down. Easy J Creator, well gone. Just a few formalities before we get started. I'm just gonna send the like, send the live to a few people. Bear with me. Hear rhythm though. Are you mad? Yes, Donna. I only just seen the message, you know. Respect, man. Yes, yes. You don't know it's cooking and cleaning vibes, man. You know this. What's on the menu? What's on the menu? Yes, cuz, how you doing, Bert? Canada in the building. International business. That's it, man. We gotta smile through this. What we're going through. But we're all in it together, you know? Here we go.
this morning by Mr. Sun shining through my window. I say hello, sun. I say hello, sun. Oh yes, I was so glad to see the sun come shining through. I jumped out my bed. I've got a lot of things to do. I can't waste time. Time is so precious to me. If I waste time, I'd be right behind the line. And who to tell? I might even lose my mind. Lose my mind, yes. Lose my mind. Thanks to you, Mr. Sun, you kept me awake. I was so lucky, didn't even know they did. So give thanks to you, Mr. Sun, oh yeah. Give thanks to you, Mr. Sun, oh
same job We all gonna chop the same job
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.